Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Roots, and Tim Sway. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 119 for Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2018. Uh, are we doing the thing where we introduced? We did it last week. They know who we are. Bill, Tim, are. Bill, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, Patreon top supporters. That what? was never my idea, by the way. That was your <laughs> idea. So I don't understand why you're upset with that. It was, it was my idea. I'm yeah, not I was upset, upset with him. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait. You just what? when someone's upset, you just assume it's with you. <laughs> it's mostly who's is that? That it's mm-hmm. that, that, scattered out. Scattered out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you got there? <laughs> All, right. All right. Anyways, uh, this week's top Patreon supporters are Make Build Modify, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy Daresta. <laughs> Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, Marcin Shichapinski, LiquidRC.com, Mike Jeffcoat, Jim Bashirs, da- uh, Brad Dudenhofer, and next week's guest, Keith Decent. I forgot to tell you guys, he's next week's guest. Oh, awesome. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. There's, you know, there, there's one name conspicuously missing. From that list, and it's the maybe I said too much podcast. I didn't hear their name. Bill, do, do you know anything about yeah. that? You know, I because I, I, I listen regularly to their podcast. They've had me. Have you guys been on their show? No, nope. Oh, oh, yeah, I've been on their show. Um, yeah, they said something about they were going to try and and um, uh, they wanted to contribute to helping us be better at what we do and support because they love us so much. Um, oh no! Wait, no. They said they were going to try and fulfill into giving them a shout out every week by making, uh, you know, the name. They called. can fool me all day with money. Yeah. <laughs> fool away, gentlemen. <laughs> I don't think they, they have the guts to said, really do it. Yeah, I don't think you guys have the so, nerds so, to really so, fool me. So their evil plan. First of all, their evil plan is that they they might have invited all of us on their show at once. I don't know Not if yet. the universe is big enough. <laughs> For all six of us in the same plan, but oh, God, they no. said if if they contributed to be one of our top supporters and they and their their name was listen to at maybe podcast every week, you would have to say and listen to at maybe podcast. That's genius. It's like Doctor Evil with a capital Evil. Did I just <laughs> use a pop doctor. culture? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that mm. was super topical. What was that? Nineteen ninety nine. Well done. Um, <laughs> Still relevant though. It is still he's relevant. got the his finger on the pulse of these youngins. <laughs> One million dollars. Um, <laughs> you know what? Sound. You know what? Seriously, think about this. Um, the sad thing is, is when you say a million dollars now, it's really has not. There's no significance to it anymore. That's that was the joke in the, the movie too. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. yeah. That was the because Doctor Evil was frozen in the '60s, so when he tries to extort a government, he, you know, it's like da da da, one million dollars, and then his and like cohorts are go, teenage son. That's yeah. not really a lot of money. So oh. I mean, we make a lot more than that already. <laughs> yeah, they're like is that would what they say in the movie. Cost us money to try and get. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One hundred billion dollars is what like, he. Ooh, that. <laughs> yeah. I've already forgotten. You really what should the see reference it. I made was. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, it was good. 
Okay, all right. <laughs> oh, Doctor um, Evil. That's what I said. Yeah, that's right, Doctor Evil. Uh, what are we working on? Let's start with uh, Old Blue Eyes over here. Bill, what are you working on? I love the. You know what makes my eyes look blue? I swear it's uh, Tim's shirt because my eyes are actually green. Um, yes, well, you are currently one inch by one inch on my monitor, so I'm quit looking not at my shirt. At yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, what's that? Hey, what, hey did you make a guitar? Hey, hey guitar. what's that audio of. Anyway, I made a, a guitar for me because I, th- I thought it just it was badass. What does that say on the- Oh, Cohiba, cool. Yeah. Is that, is that a cigar, Brant? Are you allowed those here? The empty boxes I am, apparently. Oh, all right then. It's a good thing this is not a video podcast in case he's not allowed that. I know, he's modeling that. it like he's Vanna White over there. Yeah. You don't know one can see this, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just the two of us. <laughs> so, yeah, I made I made a, a guitar for myself. Um, I... I I, I still have the first few guitars that I made, and they're okay. Then I started getting good at it, and I made one for Casey, and I made one for my daughter, and I made one for you, I made one for Tim, and those were all good. And it's like, now I'm looking at some of the guitars I've made, and I'm like, mine suck. So yeah. I wanted to make one for myself, and, <laughs> and um, I'm excited. I have that. Uh, the bass I made for myself actually was really came out really good, too. And now I want to make a slide, slider, and an acoustic, so... And I've got a lot of people that were complaining that I did not actually film the build of this, so maybe I'll film my. I'm going to build a like a. Tim will understand this. I probably won't. Uh, a dual humbucker. Yep. Uh, Stratocaster switch job. I got all the parts for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad bad mama jamma slide. So it'll have two two pickups. Humbuckers. Yep. Two humbuckers. It'll have the three-way switch on it, so I can play the forward, the back, or both together. And uh, yeah, so you want to get real fancy? You can put a coil tap in, and then you can take one of the humbuckers and you can flip a switch, and so half of the humbucker turns off and it becomes a single coil. It's really cool. It's easy. Yeah, yeah Bill, you didn't know no, that. Jeez, it's easy. Okay, I, I, I had to if, if you have the right humbucker, some of them only have to, like a positive and negative coming out, but some of yeah. them have four wires coming out. Um, because it, they're individual five wires or whatever, but um, yeah, and so then if they ha- if it has the additional wires, then you can just you look at the blueprints to figure out which ones which the schematics, and you can put a switch in between one set of those wires instead of just tying them all together, you know. So the the clue I think here, Tim, is when I said Tim will know this. I'm not sure I will, and then I said something that I pre said I didn't know what I was talking about, and then you tried to add something more on top. Let me figure out the next part. I'll, I'll do two. And, uh, <laughs> and then we'll try something. What so you should have said is, doing. here's what I'm doing. Don't ask me any questions. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. Well, I just, so, I just think it'd be... I just, I'm sorry. I just think it'd be really cool if you made like a, a cigar box because everybody does them and they, they usually put it. I love the idea of you putting one in with like six ways from Sunday of just like every bell and whistle that like a like a modern electric guitar would have. Well, that's, really that's cool. where I want to graduate to because yeah. I want to have, yeah, I want to have like everything on it that you know, who knows? Maybe I'll add these other um, cigar boxes that slide on the top and the bottom. <laughs> huh? That would be ridiculous. I don't know. I know. That's what kind of craziness stupid. would that would be? Yeah. Hey, let me ask you something. Are you still going to be doing frets with it? Uh, on my on my slide guitar? I guess not, right? No. That, the whole point just is lines. to... Not even lines. I'm just going to do... Um, uh, I'm going to try... Thank you for asking that, Phil. I'm going to try... Um, I did drawing, it for a reason, but continue. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm going to try drilling holes uh, uh, with the Forstner bit and then filling that hole with um, dyed epoxy for the little, you know, the little buttons that they put on guitars mm-hmm. and just use those only just on, on the, the pentatonic scale, whatever, you know, the three, five, seven, nine, mm. whatever. So kind of like I made your bass, I'm going to, I'm going to mark those out, but no lines, no nothing. So it's just going to be kind of a neat, sleek, ghosty look on it. A lot of, uh, a lot of fretless basses are made that way where they don't yeah. put lines, but what you're going to want to do is put the dot where the fret would be, not where would you, you would put it between the frets. That's you like know exactly like the little yeah. dots that are on the top. See, like exactly, on this it's one, only you see them. Yeah, right. On this yeah. one has nothing, which I like. I love the clean look. I love the look I of that put, too. Yeah, but I have the little. Uh, I put little colored screws and then yep. uh, black screws and the chrome for the twelve. Oh, cool! Good idea. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I like that. I like the having the fingerboard just plain. You know. But I thought putting those. Uh, I want to. I'm going to play with that. Uh, I I ordered some pigment powder. I guess for epoxy mm-hmm. or resin. And then some five minute just epoxy, and I'm going to try that. So I I did epoxy filled uh, markers once on a, a and it, but I didn't put any dye in it, and it was like kind of like eh, it was like you could see him, but so I think the dye is what was missing. I think that'll be cool. Hmm. Ask me why I asked you about the frets. Oh yeah, why did oh. you ask me about the frets? Because do you remember when you said that you wanted one of those Japanese saws to use as the uh, as a fret saw? Yes. <laughs> Guess what came in today. No way! What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we got... I'm not home, but my wife said that all of the tools from Japan arrived, so I will be shipping them out starting Monday, because I get home, like, late Friday night, so... That's exciting, dude. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm super, super excited, because this has been a long, frustrating sort of ordeal to get these tools over from Japan. I was just talking to, to my wife about that tonight. She's like, yeah, did, don't, doesn't he owe you a bunch of tools or something? She's like, mad. She's really mad. That yeah, doesn't sound gets. like her at all. <laughs> don't do that. Gwen and I are when, friends. Why would you ruin that? When Gwen talks, it's like, it's like a, a, a mad caballero with a bullwhip. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's really more like Cinderella where all the little uh, woodland creatures sort of do her chores for her. <laughs> Or, She's, or that's how sweet she the blue, is. The bluebirds on the shoulder. Yeah, exactly. She's making little clothing for the mice. What's Zippity Doo Dah? What's that from? Uh, is that Jiminy Cricket? I guess Pinocchio. Zippity Doo Dah. I know. That, you know how it goes. I don't remember what it's from. But the bluebird on my shoulder. That part. Maybe it was. Maybe it was from that. Um, hey, Bill, while you still have the floor, though, um, I wanted you to mention one other thing you were talking to us about regarding our T-shirts. Oh, yeah. So um, I posted a picture of me wearing... That was seamless. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the Segway King. Yeah. Um, so Tim made for Phil and I and himself, he took our stencils and he mashed them up and he just did some random... Not random. It was thought out a little bit, but we each got a different one. I posted a picture of my shirt at the gym. Casey took it from behind me so we can read the back and see that I was wearing the shirt, the reclaimed audio emblem in the front. But it's mine says, agree to utilize broccoli. And I posted that picture and everybody went nuts and said, oh, I want that one. That's the one I want. So uh, we talked about it. And what we'd like to offer up is the ability for you to choose, and this will be at Tim's discretion, a mashup. And uh, you can order one of our shirts, a Reclaimed Audio shirt, help support the podcast, and Tim will 
make between the three of our stencils, he'll come up with something, try to do something different. I'm sure there's only three times three squared is, uh, Phil, help me out here. Possible there's like 27 permutations. Yeah, so you'll get one of 27 possible permia uh, institutions and... <laughs> And that's what we want to do. So we'd like to offer that up. We, we've gotten a lot of support so far, and we've got a few shirts left. So let's um, let's do a little something different. Get a mashup uh, version of the Reclaimed Audio stencil. So the, the link to the to buy the T-shirts is on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. It's actually just to my Etsy store. It'll take you to a page. And I'm going to, after we're done recording tonight, I'm going to add a button to it that says mash them up. And that's going to be the one where you get whatever I decide basically to stencil on your shirt. So it's it's like a grab bag. Remember those when you yes. used to pay like five bucks and you don't know what's going to be inside and you mm-hmm. grab a bag. Oh, of course, these and you're are always enough. disappointed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was that's a horrible analogy. I always hated those. <laughs> no, I used to love those. Are you kidding? It's like I always felt like. Now I'll tell you what I didn't like. And then we got to get back on track. Um, yeah. I didn't like. I used to go to storage auctions. Have you ever done that? No, no. but I've thought of it. I've heard um, of it. It's it's kind of like gambling. It's like you know, I I used to live oh, fairly close. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to live fairly close to Las Vegas when I lived in Southern Utah, and I would if I, for, so for the first two years I was an hour and forty five minutes from Las Vegas. Go down every weekend, and people thought it was silly because when I went gambling, I brought fifty dollars. That was my thing because I knew I was going to lose it, and you just know you're going to lose every single time. But then that one time, I won like three hundred and seventy five bucks. You know, after. If you add up all the 50s I lost, it was like I hadn't even make back any. But anyway, that's what it's like when you go to a storage auction. I've done it twice. One time I got like old magazines in a box because you buy like a lot. So I paid like 75 bucks. I got like five boxes. It was it was nothing. There was nothing worth anything. But the second time I did, I bought two boxes. It was like 30 bucks. And I ended up getting like some tools. I mean, it was, you know, I, I've heard stories where people get like, you know, you find antiques and yeah, diamond very, rings. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But all that to say, it's worth it to do that with our T-shirts. So go to the Etsy store and take a chance, roll the dice, and get yourself a custom-made, hand-stenciled, reclaimed audio mashup T-shirt. Supports all three of us that way because there's no, there's no losers here, folks. You know, you're supporting all three of us, and we we want you to know that. So I'd rather look at it like we're all going to lose together. <laughs> yeah, we all lose equally. <laughs> nice job. Hey, hey, Phil, what are you working on? I'm uh, well. I'm traveling this week for work, so nothing. But I, you know, I was uh, I was very pleasantly surprised that the tools showed up. So yay! So I'm uh, I'm going to be working on mailing out a whole bunch of orders uh, starting on Monday, and uh, that's that's. And I'm working on this podcast, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Woo. Woo. Tim, what are you working yeah. on? <laughs> um, I, I just got back from vacation uh, myself. I was away visiting my parents uh, for a few days. I just got back in today. So I haven't been in the shop for a little while. But what I have been working on is that I finally got to release the, I think I talked about it last week, the guitar videos mm. that I've been working on. So I, I finally got to release them. Uh, I, if you haven't seen them, I would love for you to go see them. They're on, like all my videos, I guess, on my YouTube channel. But so it's one of them is a, a guitar that kind of comes apart and you can form it in the shape of other guitars. And then I uh, kind of developed, I extrapolated the idea. Oh, nice word. <laughs> Callback. And yeah. uh, to uh, make it into like a multi-neck guitar, like with a drum, like a kind of three-in-one band. So I posted a performance video of that that are good friend uh, Tom at Infinite Craftsman, who's a supporter of this podcast. Hey, Tom. He helped me film it and stuff. And then I'm going to post next week a, a video showing how I built it. 
But uh, I've been having a blast uh, with these videos because they've gone outside of my circle a little bit, especially the first one. It's like So there's like a lot of people I hate it, of course, and a lot of people calling it a Nintendo Switch of guitars, which I had to look up, and it totally is. That's a compliment. Um, yeah, no, I thought so too. And uh, and just having fun with that, where you know when things go kind of outside your circle on YouTube, it's been a blast. Yes, Bill. I I want so badly to interrupt right now in all seriousness um, because you aren't giving yourself enough. I've forgotten how extremely skilled and how many years you put into learning your craft. That video, the the music video, seriously, you doing all the looping. It was hard, <laughs> dude. I'm just I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> without a doubt, I, I've always been impressed with your music, but that was just beyond awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm playing with learning. I think I know where a C is now on my on my cigar box guitar, and you just you're that good. You used to be in a band. Yeah, now I am the band. <laughs> was, now you am the kind band. of a joke with that. That should um, be your T-shirt. Now yeah. I, am I am the, the band. band. I am, I am, I am the, the band with a swear in oh. there somewhere. You know. Yeah. Uh, maybe I can pull there. those letters out of our stencils that are already made and make some like death threat letter version of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hashtag do you remember when our when some of our first intros for the show? I did that. I took our I took words from sentences and I remember that I reclaimed our words and turned oh, it into yeah, yes. an intro. I don't remember that? Yeah. No, I don't remember, remember any of that. Eh, maybe it's the not. like the first single digit episodes where I did that. Yeah. It was not very good. <laughs> I do Did remember. You say, that. Welcome everybody to Izzy Jimmy Godfather. Da, da, da. Uh, no, I made it the phrase that we say, but I just pulled it out of sentences that we had already said. So it sounded like a ransom note, but yep. you know, yeah, not too far back. Just, just listen, just listen to give it a listen. You'll see. Um, anyways, so that's what everyone's working on, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, no, and Tim, you also put out your. Uh, your uh, Valentine's video as well. Oh yeah, I'm, I just the little CNC thing I did. I, I wanted to. I want to learn how to start kind of cutting metal on the CNC some more. And um, mm. and so, like I said, I, many times at like you know holidays and my wife's birthday and stuff is when I get to experiment. And so I thought, and I was going to see my mom. So I thought, well, I'll make my mom and my wife some Valentines, and I'd found little pieces of metal that I was able to then start breaking my CNC bits on, which I broke three of them. Really. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, one of them doesn't count. One of them was because I just drove it into the board uh, oh, by yeah. accident. You know, I, I, I thought I had it on the little scooter button, but I didn't. And so I, I, I tapped a down arrow, and just, you know, crushed it. Yeah. But, um, so that one, that one was just me, not like, well, they're all me, I suppose. It's not, no one else. Yeah, who else fault. is there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just yell at Vance and blame him. Vance, damn you. <laughs> he's not, he's not even there. <laughs> of course not. He's in well, school. That was something else I did too was um, I cleaned out a spot for Vance in my shop. I kind of moved his workbench into – it'll actually kind of go into our topic um, a little bit. Well, I could, I could lead us in. Do it, kid. Do it. <sighs> okay. Well, our topic this week is the big fix, and it's one of Bill's brain children. And the idea is <laughs> – It sounds so weird. It sounds horrible. <laughs> Even though I get what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to take that back. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's one of Bill's ideas of, of um, you know, like we, we reclaim things. People throw stuff away and then we reclaim it and we, uh, you know, and all that. But, you know, if you don't have to throw it away first, sometimes that might be better. Like, you know, just because you see a picture of, uh, you know, someone turning a, a table into a pallet, it's like, well, maybe it could still be a table, you know. Um, and I think that was where you're going, Bill. Maybe you want to. Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm going to I'm going to do things a little bit backwards. And I want to give my weekly shout out first because that's where the idea came from. And then that'll save us some time at the end, too. I won't talk as much at the end, believe it or not. 
I don't. Um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, through Andy Berkey, I saw Lori Henning's Project Happy Life is the YouTube channel that I'm watching. And uh, Lori has a video, and this, to me, it was just remarkably brilliant because I'm fairly handy and I do this stuff all the time, but it's like more people need to know that, especially from our podcast because we're about reclaiming and keeping less things out of the landfill. So Lori's uh, Project Happy Life YouTube channel is what I'm watching. I recommend that to everybody. She's just starting out, has a few videos, but the one that got me hooked was uh, her wife's uh, suitcase. Has it's a, It's like a adventure travel bag suitcase fairly expensive and the wheel broke on it and she made the videos like you know what you don't have to throw this away or you don't have to get rid of it or tear it apart and use it for scraps and spend hundreds of dollars to buy another one fix it and she did she went online and she ordered the wheel uh to a newer model because the older model wasn't done she pulled everything apart she had to uh grind down the axle shaft that the wheel slides into in order to make it fit. But she did all this work, spent a little bit of time in $8 and basically fixed a $300 suitcase. And I just thought, you know what, we need to do more of that. Um, I, I think it's just a great idea. So that's kind of what I'm watching and what, what the idea of the big fix is. Talk about that, Tim. Well, that just made me think, uh, you know, we all say it. I know I've said it. It's like, wow, they don't build things like they used to. And, and you know, that that is like, well, now everything's just made to be thrown away. You just Everything's just made to be thrown away and buy a new one. And there's probably some truth to that in the way that manufacturing has changed. However, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be that way. New things can still be fixed. And, uh, well, that's, and that's the thing. What's... Is, I was going to say, yeah, because back then, it's not that, you know, they don't build things like they used to. It's back then people used to fix stuff. They didn't just buy a new one. You know, well, I think it, it was built to be fixed. Uh, I think that the, the mentality was different. You know? there's, there's two words that, that are, is a modern invention when it comes to consumables and consumer goods, and that's designed obsolescence. Right? These things are built to have a shelf life so that you have to buy a new one so mm-hmm. that the company continues to sell goods. Yep. That wasn't the case. That, that just was sort of like, I guess, a little bit more of a naive industry at the time. People just made things as well as they could and priced them fairly. So that's different now. Now we need you to keep buying stuff so we build like a, a lifespan to these things that's in it and you know until it craps out. Like that wheel that she fixed or that whatever she repaired and all that stuff. It was designed to only go, I don't know, whatever it is, a thousand miles of walking, and then it, you know, it's <laughs> finished. And mm-hmm. then you have to either, and most people would just buy new, or like, oh, the wheels are finished, i got to buy a new one. So she realized, you know what, the only part of it that's broken is the wheels. I'm just going to replace yeah. the wheels. Most people don't do that. And a real, right. re- a real rebel and a real independent thinker is not going to go with that, that stream. They're going to step outside of that stream and, and see what they can do to sort of fight it, you know. Uh, sure. I had a I had a toaster. We had a we had a toaster that this is actually a fail for me. But we had a toaster that died a bunch of years ago, and I had the the um, I was like, well, they don't make them like they used to <laughs> kind of attitude, right? And uh, so I went on eBay and I found a new old stock toaster from the seventies in a box, brand new in the box still, and I bought it. And it lasted a very long time, but it broke, uh, so I didn't go back far enough. Um, <laughs> but, but I, I, and I, I see where it's broken. It's a piece of, it has to be fiberglass, right? Um, so it won't catch on fire. Uh, there's this little fiberglass tab that would, you push it down, it would, whatever. It was like very, and I still have it in my shop because I'm gonna, I'm gonna fix it. Yeah, it might have been. <laughs> I'm gonna fix it. I just haven't yet. Um, but my wife bought another toaster. 
And the new one's awesome, though. But, you know, it's probably not going to last. But I'll figure out how to fix it because I'm going to fix this one from the 70s. And I'm going to know Toaster 101 by the time I'm done. Or I'll turn it into a lamp. I don't know which I'll do yet. <laughs> well, it, 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 you know, it's not, only, it's not only fixing things. It's coming up with solutions without, without having to buy. Um, Phil is a good example for you. You probably forgot about this. But you went to your in-laws, um, and I believe you came up with a way to make an outside lamp. Mm. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We needed more lighting outside on the on the I guess the balcony or whatever. And uh, I took a fixture. Yeah, so I took a like it's basically a wall sconce, and it's meant to be hardwired inside the wall. But instead, I added on a lamp cord with a switch and and a plug socket so that I could just plug it in. I don't know if that's necessarily a repair or a fix, but it was problem solving to you know it I took is, two things that don't solving. go together and. Yeah, right. you're going to the store and, and, buy it and you save yeah. well you save a lot of money because buying oh, you know, having, yeah so I mean that's and that's the thing is you're, sa- you're saving time and energy both of which are going to actually be better for the environment and I got uh, to buy tools for my in-laws apartment so <laughs> win 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 you know for everybody well here's something you also did that you didn't actually buy parts you fabricated something to fix something that was broken Oh, yeah, oh you're, for my table yeah, saw. Your table saw. Yeah. For your table saw. That's, that a, that's was, a, a classic example of what we're talking about. That was a huge win for me. That felt so good, and it still does because now it, it still works like like a champ. And, uh, you know, it's weird to say, but I was really proud of myself for that one. Like I did something moronic, and I over-torqued a part, and I broke it. And then I figured out a way to just make another one. And, yeah, I had to buy some tooling to do it, but I still have the tooling, and uh, – and now I have a, a machine that works again. So I, that one was really great for me. Mm. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I, I think that if we if we get to know the things that we use in our lives and we figure out a way to keep them going, then it's better for the environment. But it's also better for us. Like what a sense of accomplishment I felt and we all feel when we keep the things that we use in good shape. Well, how often do we do we take advantage of, of what we know and we don't talk about that, though? Um, Tim, uh, one thing I can think about you that you've shared is um, you called up uh, Berkey for some advice. Uh, you had a porch that was rotting out, and you, you did the repair on that yourself. You didn't hire a contractor. You didn't, you know, tear everything down and try and reuse all that material. You actually fixed the problem. Yeah, right? with stuff I had laying around, too. Right. It was, um, yeah, I had uh, a a four by four post that holds up part of my roof on the porch was water damage. And I just wasn't sure. I wanted to make sure it was up to code because I knew I, I was like, well, I'll just put something there, temporarily hold it up, cut out the rotten part, put a new piece in and walk away. But I was like, wasn't sure if that would be up to code. Cause I just don't. And so I called up Andy and I was like, Hey, can I do this? He's like, yeah, he's like, just do a lap joint, you know, and, uh, work great. And I didn't spend any money. I just took a, I, cause I really only needed like an 18 inch piece of, uh, four by four that I had. And I had some pressure treated four by four scraps that were 18. Everybody has that, you know, and uh, a couple hours later, I was like, "Everybody has an eighteen-inch scrap." Of <laughs> yeah, but, but um, you know, it was it was done in a couple hours, and uh, and it wasn't it, what could have been you know thousands of dollars to have someone come out and do that. Because I'm not an architect, and you know, I don't I don't like working on houses; they're too expensive. You know, nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like buying on Amazon or something a part and doing the work yourself, you can also use the resource of the community. So by reaching out to somebody that has that kind of knowledge, we know we know electricians. In the group, it, it, in the maker community itself, we know people from all over the world that are, they have different skill sets that we can borrow from, whether it's CNC programming, you know, anything to, to help make repairs, use that. 
it's it's straying a little bit from the topic, but I, like I said, I was just visiting my parents, and um, my mom was telling me a story. My my father was away, and uh, you know, my mom's seventy years old, um, and they they live in a Florida house. The ceilings are like eighteen feet high or something. They're like crazy high the way they build those houses, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, and the the fire alarm was going off, like the battery backup that needed to be changed, so it was like beeping and it was driving her nuts. And so she's talking about how she dragged this ladder out. And, uh, and she's up on this ladder, and so I'm thinking, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, just go get a hotel room. <laughs> like, don't do that, you know. You're alone in this big big house. And, and she's telling me because she was just wanted to get it done. And unfortunately, she wasn't able to. She just didn't have the reach and strength. She had to get someone else to help her. But but she said that while she's doing it, she couldn't figure out how to open it. And and so she got down, and she grabbed her phone, and she went on YouTube, and she looked up her model. Yes. <laughs> and I was just, like, so proud of her, you know, for that. Like, And she and so she got it. She went up. She got it open. She just physically didn't have the strength and the uh, leverage to, to make the disconnect because her hands don't, you know, they're older, don't work as good as they used to. And But um, I was so you proud of her. You made the exact point I was going to make is that, mm-hmm. like, yes, there's the community. Yes, we can reach out to people live, I guess, or whatever. Uh, but people post videos on YouTube constantly. You know, like, we can always check. I, you know, I had my furnace breakdown. I think I told this story once. I had my furnace breakdown when we had just gotten back from Florida. The whole, like, me, my wife, and my two kids, like, and they were very young at the time. And uh, we came back to a house that was, let me just do some quick math. It's like 62 degrees in the house. And it was like the middle of winter. And that's, that's really cold for us, Bill. So, um, we, <laughs> and, and it was plunging, right? So, like, it just was, I guess it stopped working that morning or whatever. Anyway, so, and it was a Sunday. So, to get, uh, you know, an electrician or whatever it is, I guess it was an HVAC guy, a plumber to come out and, and fix it was going to be like emergency overtime money. It probably was just going to cost $1,200 to get somebody out there. And I was like, a hell no. Give me 10 minutes. Let me figure this out. So I went on YouTube and I found the exact error code and I found, you know, the fix for it. And it was, believe it or not, one of the valves was stuck open or something. So you pull off a tube, you blow, you suck, you blow, you suck, you blow, you suck, you put it back on, you start the thing back up again. And and up and running, so I'm still a hero for that one at my house. Uh, but something didn't need to get replaced. It was on warranty, but it didn't cost me anything when I brought somebody in at regular time. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So that was also a feel-good moment. What about car repairs? No thanks. Yo, Bill. <laughs> I yeah. We we my buddy and I had a, a this idea for a book back when we were younger. We just drove all these cheap, crappy cars. You know, we'd buy them for like three hundred bucks and drive until he died and then walk away you know and, and so we, what was that a we, week later yeah pretty much <laughs> sometimes but we always wanted to write a book called get it home you know because that was like always the mission it was like it's two in the morning and then something stupid happened it's like how we get it home and that gets into like bill i think your expertise at mr macgyver as you have <laughs> done yourself like that just that jury rig like like get it together get her done i imagine that you have a ton of stories from your lifetime of of working in you know in industry and in maintenance and yeah, I mean, the, most often, too, especially in the private sector, not so, or yeah, the private sector where I most of my career now I'm in the public sector, I work for a city, so it's kind of a there's a budget set aside every year for it, blah 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 blah. But in the private industry, maintenance doesn't make money, they only spend it, so there's never money, there's never money to actually do the repair properly until it absolutely blows up and then finally they'll fold. So they're always wanting you to. Make that keep it from blowing up. Yeah, just anything you know, band aid as keep much it as going. you can. Yeah. When, Tim, when I remember you were talking about that, I, one story I have, one of my most favorite things I ever did. People that ride a motorcycle will understand this. My clutch cable broke, and I was working nights at the airport, and I had to get home to Berkeley, so it's midnight. So I actually wrapped the 
clutch cable itself around my toe and tied it. And I used my, my foot that I would normally break with to disengage the clutch. So at least when I came to a stop. Oh, my God. So it wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't pop. Yeah. Yeah, so that that was fun. That I that just to get it home because it was. I mean, most of my commute was you know as soon as I got on the freeway, I, I'm off the freeway, and then yeah. I only got two you stops. Don't need and I'm home. Most of the time, yeah, yeah. But it was like how you know. So that was fun tying a clutch cable to a uh, broken clutch cable to my to my that's, shoe. That's, that's <laughs> that that hardcore. earns you MacGyver right there. Yeah, uh, that that's was fun. pretty hardcore. I had a clutch cable snap, and I had to get the car home, and I would just stall it out when I had to stop, and then just start, start it. Was just it, a little, yeah. it was a little four cylinder car. It was really light, so I just started yeah. up. And, and go and again just power, yep. yeah and then just power shift through the gears you know but uh yeah that was that was a fun drive <laughs> i didn't have nothing tied to my foot either <laughs> that's too funny good for you yeah oh man that's a good one um but uh i want to ask you in in because you talked about you worked in these like big factories and you've worked you know obviously at the airport there must be times even now at this airport where you have a budget where it's just like you know what? It's it's five five minutes of eleven, and this has to be done by eleven before the whatever comes. Like, are you are you shoving bubble gum on holes still, or you know, um, does that happen? Like, yeah, I mean, there's there's some things that have to be repaired. Uh, runway lighting, which is low voltage, which is good. So it starts off somewhere by a transformer at six hundred volts or whatever. By the time it gets out to the airfield, it's got a step down transformer. It goes from like 100 volts down to 4 or 5 volts, and then it goes to a bridge rectifier. It turns over to 12-volt DC, so it's like a, a battery, right, yeah. basically. So we've got these little 12-volt bulbs. Well, there's times when a part will break on those, and you got you want the light to work, you know. So mm. I'll, I'll be – the FAA doesn't really like it, but, you know, give me some give me some tape. Give me some wire. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll make this connection somehow, and it, it'll burn the bulb because you're bypassing a, I don't know, I know people that would know the names of all these parts and everything, but the, the controller, you're bypassing stuff that that keep it from, like, surging and, and you know, capacitors and whatnot to just to get it to work for a couple of days while that part comes in. So, yeah, it still happens. Or the equipment I'm driving. Um, we just got a new backhoe, but the backhoe I had before that was a 1973 Ford. And this thing, it's, I mean, the new one now I've got is like, it's it's like a video game with joysticks driving this thing. You know, you barely move your hands and the arm, the claw comes are just, yeah, it's, it's so cool. Well, the old one, it had these levers on. It's like, everybody back away because when the, the arm would swing around from side to side, it goes, <laughs> dun, 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 and then it would, boom. Dun, dun. I, mean, <laughs> I wish everyone could see that. I wish everyone could see that, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's quite I, the I, show. I, <laughs> but what I'm saying is, yeah, that thing, uh, the muffler fell off. So you can imagine sitting on this, tra- like a tractor. You're sitting on an old farm tractor. The muffler came out from on top of the hood straight up over the cab so you didn't get diesel fumes in your face. The right. muffler fell off. It was rusted. It fell off. So I ran over to Home Depot. I got um, some uh, downspout for a, um, like a house for your, dra- your rain gutters. And I yep. just stuck a yeah. piece of downspout on there with a hose clamp to get that exhaust up over my head. So now it sounds like an old 1952 Harley running That's on sweet. one cylinder, you know, blah, 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 but, but, it, <laughs> but it was keeping the fumes out of my face. So yeah, I mean, you still got to make those kind of, that's fine. Yeah. I think my whole shop is put together basically like that. Yeah. <laughs> As I get older, the more time I spend in, it gets a little more refined, but and that's like where, and that's how I got started in this line of work was just because I didn't have money to buy furniture, and I would see a broken table on the side of the road, and so I'd fix it. And now I have a table, you right? Know? 
And uh, mm-hmm. somewhere along the line, they turned into me like taking the tables apart completely and changing their shape and stuff. But that was absolutely how I started. I didn't have any money. I was, you know, just working class musician and, you know, up to my ears and, and bills. And, and I wanted a coffee table or a chair. I didn't have one, you know. And it's... Was, uh, so restoring, right? So yeah, basically. but... I mean, it's more like rigging, you know. It's, yeah, I, rigging, repairing. Because restoring sort of makes it sound like I was going to try to make it look like it was supposed to, but I was just more like, I mean, I, I remember at one place I had, I just had a bunch of wine crates um, that someone had given me or whatever, like a couple different sizes of shapes, and I had these things, I painted them all orange or whatever, and red and just fun colors, and I just had them stacked up all over the place. That was like all my furniture, you know. And it was hmm. great when it was time to move, because you could just put stuff in the crates and walk out with them, you know. <laughs> so How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the Casey, modern fugitive. <laughs> Casey has a, uh, um, a piano chair that she grew up with that her she got handed down to her. We have it. Uh, it's the 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 seat actually spins around and raises and lowers, mm-hmm. and it's got it's got the back kind of like a uh, with the little styles in there, and it's coming apart. This thing's very old, and it's coming apart. That's something I'm gonna have to. Repair. Restore. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to be able to. Well, I don't even need to restore it so much as just I have to pull it apart, re-glue it, join it back together correctly, as opposed to, well, honey, I can make you something really cool out of it, you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, but that's what it's all about. But I was going to say uh, before we end, there's one last thing that people used to do that they don't. You don't think about doing anymore, and you still can. I guess maybe you do with electronics, maybe. Um, Take something and have it repaired if it breaks. You know, it used to be if your toaster broke, you go to the the guy that fixed vacuums and toasters and TVs and you know what I mean? A lot of things I think if, if it's not working, you can take it. There's still places that actually do repair work on it. Mm-hmm. Do you I don't know if you guys have these, but they've they've cropped up all over Montreal. They're these fix it shops. I've but heard for of them. things like cell phones and electronics, yeah. and you're right, it is for yeah. there's this one guy near my house is it, the name of the store I kid you not is called you break I fix and I don't know how he got away with the language laws because everything's got to be in French but I guess because it's all broken English or whatever so it sounds like well it sounds like you read it you break I fix but it's uh, wait a minute wait wait the law is that if you have a business and you're part of the world it has to have a French name of course it's everything is in French in Quebec oh yeah it's law yes yes we have like we have things that predate that law, right? So you're allowed bilingual as long as the French is larger than the English or any other language. So Does we had this louder? one. I still don't understand how you live in a country that that where you live, everybody speaks French, but you don't speak French. Moi, je parle français, bien sûr. Un peu. No, no, pas un peu. No, no, je suis tellement bilingue. No, but the truth is, is excuse you know, moi. <laughs> I'm an I'm an anglophone minority. I'm a minority yeah. here, uh, but clearly I have to speak French, so I do. But um, where is it going with that? Oh yeah, so you have see, so English has to be smaller, or any other language has to be smaller. So we had, there was an existing like a hundred year old business here, and it's not, uh, you know. Anyway, so the the French was taller, but the secondary language was wider, and it was like a hundred year old heritage sign, and they made them replace it, so that just for that little I mean, technicality. just the, the actual written, yeah, the word itself. The French word was smaller than the English word. The French word was taller, but the second language was wider. So shorter, but wider. So that didn't conform to the language laws, but it was already bilingual. And they made them replace this hundred-year-old sign. Hmm. Well, my my point You couldn't just repair it? Cut a couple words off? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. 
My point to that though was is that though that they do crop up a lot is these electronics uh, fix it. So uh, mm-hmm. you you have your iPhone and you drop it and you break the glass. You think, oh, I got to go buy another iPhone. Mm-hmm. Actually, go pay the seventy five bucks to the guy. Yeah. He's a small business. Let him replace that glass for you. And uh, you're helping support locally, and you're actually keeping another battery and some more electronics out of the landfill. Hundred percent, great point. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the one of the things I do with Vance is um, we take stuff apart, and I'm sure you guys did as kids. Oh right? yeah, yeah. That to, was like that the, was that was my favorite part of the detriment of my backside. I took things apart. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And that's I mean that's still what I'm doing as an adult. Really, I'm just what's wrong with my apart. stereo? I want to see how they work. Yeah, yeah. So I, I give Vance the opportunity to take stuff apart, and we, uh, you know, we'll just take stuff apart and look at it. And I'll, he'll be like, "What does this do?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> Nowadays we can look it up. Back when we were kids, we had to plug it in and see if it blew up, you know. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, we take stuff apart because that's how you learn and, and understand things. So that is another thing. If you do have that piece, that's like that broken iPhone or that. And there's probably YouTube channels that do this. Well, there is. There's AVE. Um, like, he does that a lot. He takes these tools apart, but he miraculously puts them back together. I don't know how. <laughs> he knows. What, what does he do for a living, this guy? Because he, he makes knows, YouTube videos. No, but he knows everything about everything, this yeah. guy. He's a machinist, I believe. I think he comes from a machinist background. Yeah, because he knows about manufacturing so much. Machinist. There's smart people out there, Phil, not just you. Huh. That's and weird. I think I'm he's not sure in the English. Right about that. The English-speaking part of Canada. I'm not sure. <laughs> he he is from. He must be from Ottawa because his wife is French. But I know he lives in BC now, which is West Coast. Well, you extrapolated a lot of information. <laughs> from... <laughs> well, because I remember his daughter was on and she spoke French to him. Oh, I just I was trying to think all this time of what extrapolate. Uh, what other word for extrapolate that I know that I have used more? And it might be an old word, kind of like uh, I don't know, cool, right? From back, glean. Yeah. Glean Call. is no, that's not what extrapolate is. But well, you're you're pulling out details based on context. And extrapolate is taking a pattern and mm. and creating something new from that pattern even though it doesn't already exist. Oh, I guess yeah. there there's some similarity so, there. You could use them interchangeably in some sentences. <coughs> Maybe call, calling information or gleaning, but extrapolate is a little bit different. Well, yeah. Thank goodness you guys are here to fix my vocabulary. <laughs> Well, we don't want to throw it out, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be ashamed to waste it. Yeah. Um, I have a, a video that it will be coming out in March of a um, uh, – I restored a vice, an old oh, cool. uh, apprentice vice, like a, a pretty big heavy-duty one. And it was it's uh I had, it was a it's a sponsor video so that was why I was doing it and my my buddy I sent out the feelers to some local guys like hey I need something that's really rusty that I need to that I can restore that's like kind of seized you know and um it was this this my buddy Veep uh, gave me this old vice he's the guy I got I got the other vice from that I put on the wood vice that I put on that table mm-hmm. um, that I made and uh, and so I I restored it it's done and I, what I did is I I restored it for Vance um the you know because I, I already have a vice I thought it'd be like a cool kind of thing to do and um and so i've been setting up that was what i said the beginning it kind of led into i've been setting up like another like a workspace for vance in my shop before i had him on this other part of the shop that wasn't heated so mm-hmm. all winter he hasn't been able to use it he's been using my side so i when i cleared out of space and i, I got him in there and i gave him this 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 vice that's fixed and it was a broken vice too like it doesn't function properly you know when the video comes out eventually you'll see it it was i had the, it was someone had modified it and i just basically got it apart, put it back together. But it was a blast. And it was, um, the, I mean, it's like, it, this is a piece of metal. It's probably from the 30s or something, you know. 
And uh, and it's just like fully 100% functioning again. And now my seven-year-old son has it, and he's going to be able to give it to his son. Wow. And that's just like – that's like such a cool feeling. Oh, yeah. Um, that's – you know, and it, just because it's made in China now, it might be a little harder to get it to last longer. But like where we started with the, the woman, I forget her name, that restored her suitcase, there you can put a new plastic wheel on a, on a new suitcase. Like it doesn't – just because it's not cast iron doesn't mean it can't be fixed, you know. Right. Um, it's obviously way cooler when it's older. Um, but you know, and, and again, it's like okay, I could I could go to Harbor Freight and I could spend forty dollars maybe and buy a a vice, or they're probably a little more than that. Um, or I could have this story and this legacy and this heritage, and that's a big part of what I do. Like the reclaiming side of it, it all kind of comes from there, you know. So I, I see it's very connected to the topic. No, no, actually, it is. Uh, anytime you restore, like especially an old tool, almost every time it goes hand in hand with fixing it. Something's mm. wrong with it is why you got it. Uh, Sebastian Olari, our buddy in Uruguay, I Europe. don't remember. Europe. Europe. <laughs> um, but I sent him that uh, an old uh, hand plane, and it was broken. It was an old Stanley hand plane, and he restored it. But in the process of doing that, he had to fix a few things on it. The little wooden knob was busted. He had to repair that. But, yeah, so that goes hand in hand. Being able to restore is always has to do with fixing and you know what was cool when I did the the vice is that the the little because everything was seized you know which is like the point of the video the video was sponsored by an oil company um, I couldn't get the uh, the lever to you know you can kind of pivot it on space mm-hmm. that, it was like I didn't even understand how it worked because it was so seized and everything was frozen but I managed to get it apart and there was a spring in there the little tab broke off and I fixed it like I got this I soaked the spring I got it back to life I put I drilled a new hole I put the pin back on and it works like it's brand new and it's just like so darn satisfying yeah yeah you know listen whenever you restore a tool an angel gets their wings (laughs) (laughs) so bravo pinsky bravo that is true thank you what um what kind of vice did you say it was uh it's apprentice with two s's made Mm -hmm. in new york number 20 Um, very cool and so what was cool about it is that the head the, the back head of the jaw um the one that's fixed was actually would pivot so you could pull in. Bill, you've probably seen this before, but I never have. You could knock a pin out, and then so if you were trying to clamp a pipe that was mm-hmm. like you know like a one inch pipe, the head would actually squeeze closed around one side, right. around this pipe, and like kind of wrap around it. Um, oh. But the casting underneath it was busted, mm-hmm. um, so the it was kind of just loosey goosey. Um, and the, whoever owned it before had tapped these two ginormous holes through the top and one through the front of it, and put these giant hex bolts in. To lock it, to make it a fixed, regular fixed jaw vice. Um, and it works, you know, flawlessly like that. Um, and so I took all those bolts, I got the whole thing apart, and I put it back together without those bolts in. And I was like, yeah, I can see why the guy bolted it. But if I wanted to, I could take those three bolts out and get that swivel action back now because I've got it all cleaned out and moving again. Yeah. I'd like to point out, too, um, I saw the Instagram post, and I would like to say that it's not the size of the vice. <laughs> It's what you clamp with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I, I couldn't resist, Bill. I was like, I'll point it out. As, as I was setting up the space for Vance in my workshop, I was showing pictures of the vice and Vance and I were and stuff. And so this vice is huge and heavy, but Vance's first vice did not come from me. It came from a very special person in Vance's life, <laughs> Mr. William Lutz, who brought it all the way to Boston from California and gave it to Vance personally last year at the, our maker uh, podcast meetup. And Vance loves that thing. But it's one of those little teeny tiny vices that you clip on the end of your <laughs> And I just thought it was so funny when I saw these two vices next to each other. It's like, I got to throw this in Bill Lutz about the size of his vice. 
<laughs> it's definitely how you use it. That's for sure. Yeah. It Amen. Is how Amen. You use it. Awesome. Um, okay, so what are we watching? Let's go with. Uh, I guess we're skipping Bill because he did his already, right? Well, I would. I would. Yeah, I did. Uh, but check out uh, uh, Project Happy Life. Um, 75, 76 subscribers. Let's change that. She is going to be working on uh, remodeling an upstairs bedroom in her apartment. And she's making already, she has some videos backlog for that. So just a lot oh, cool. of how to, how to fix things, how to, uh, and be inspired to, in the satisfaction, the reward of doing things yourself. So thank you, Lori, for the uh, topic idea. Unbeknownst. I love it from a woman's perspective because we need to see more of that too because there is that that gender gap and there's that imposingness. If like you might be like, oh well, there's another big bearded guy. Tell me how to fix something. Like it might feel out of reach for some women. So I do like that a lot to see more women getting involved in this. this the mm-hmm. video she did of the suitcase. Seriously, watch it because it just like I said, it made me forget yeah. that I'm pretty handy. Um, but you forget not everybody is, and anybody would watch that video and be like, I can do this. I can accomplish this thing. I can fix it. And awesome. I love that about the video. Yeah. Hmm. That's that would awesome. be an awesome channel name. I can do this. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to have it. Or I am the band. <laughs> I am the band is – I wish I could swear right now. I wish this was the pre-show because there's so much awesome stuff I would say about that. I'll save it for next week. Post-show. Okay. Um, okay. So, Tim, what are you watching? Um, I, I, it sounds like it's a plug because I do like kind of have a CNC router parts.com machine. And it, maybe it's a plug, but it – Of course it's a plug. <laughs> But but it's not. They're not asking. <laughs> uh, Nathan from CNC Router Parts He makes a video. So when you go to like you know if you go to a corporate like you know YouTube page, it's always kind of like there's that DTT like cheesy music and like hey today we're going to show you about our new. That, that's what how their videos are right, mm-hmm. and that's why they hire content creators to make videos for them. Um, but Nathan's been making these videos that are just really really cool. Um, and he made one like because I, I was looking as I was making my uh, metal hearts and stuff. I was trying to look to had a mill metal so i was like well i'll go to cnc router parts you know page and see if he has any of those kind of tutorial type videos and i watched this video of him and it starts with him and his family like looking at the solar eclipse that happened a few months ago oh cool and it goes so he's like oh and then i had to get to work and then he's in his garage and by the way he has a delorean in his garage sick which, i mean don't you just want to watch the video now and then he goes in and yeah. it was just like it wasn't made like a corporate video it was made like a maker video hmm. and, and like i almost wish he could put it on a different channel like i feel like he could have like this awesome He's just because Nathan's just this really cool guy and he made these really nice videos. So I just want to say, give him a chance because you will learn stuff and they're entertaining. So that was, my, that was my plug. And watch the Olympics. I've been having a blast. Bill, you don't have to. I know. But I've been having a blast watching the Olympics. I like watching young people succeed and do what they do really well. Like, it's just neat, you know. Succumbing to corporate pressures and uh, international interest. Hey, you yeah. know what? Go ahead. But you know what? You dedicate don't your life to. Don't ruin the Olympics again. You dedicate your life to riding down a hill really fast on a piece of fiberglass, right? You deserve to get paid for that somehow. Yeah. So if it means you, being in one macaroni and cheese commercial to pay your bills for the year so you can go be the best at riding a piece of plastic down a hill, go for it, man. Do the macaroni and cheese commercial. Didn't Sean White – I think he was on Wheaties too. He did a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, he's – well, he's the whole business. I mean that guy's yeah. a corporation. A flying now. tomato. But he did yeah. – uh, he killed it. He killed it. Nine, oh, God. Nine, 97.75 or whatever, 9.75. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It was Killed amazing it. to watch. It was it was better than any scripted television program you could you could imagine, the way the whole drama is, unfolded. Is that um Phil, is that is that what you're watching? Is the, the Olympics? Uh no. <laughs> Just cut me off. <laughs> Tis not. Uh no. What I'm watching is uh let me open her up here. Oh yeah. Uh 
Giuliano's Things. And uh, he's like a woodworker, you know, maker guy. But what I like about him is that he's he's really raw. Uh, he kind of swears a little bit. And, you know, like he sort of leaves in the parts. Like when he drops tools, he swears. And when something doesn't work, he swears. And anyways, he made this bandsaw box of a whale. And then he gave it to his girlfriend. So the whole, the whole video is kind of raw. And then all of a sudden, he hands it off to his girlfriend. And she explains what it is. And it's really sweet at the end. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> awesome because i'm pick i can picture the storyline already like yeah it's like beep 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 beep, 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 honey i love you (laughs) and she's like oh it's a box and you open it and i love it thank you the end (laughs) 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 so it's it's so perfect it's pretty chill i liked it um so that's that um our channels instagram twitter and youtube i'm phil pinsky check out ironandsoul.com Tools will be shipping as of Monday. I'm going to be posting the the um, the well, let's say the live inventory, so you know what I actually have on hand now. And uh, so I'm not going to be taking any back orders on anything. If I have it in stock, you can have it. If not, that's it. Um, WilliamLutz.com. Thank you to Justin Sparks for that. TimSway.net. Thank you to Jason Payne. Both those websites, by the way, have just about everything you want to know about these two fine gentlemen's. Uh, so check those out. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff by email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter. Um, leave those iTunes reviews. There's a button on our website, reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, to make it super easy to leave um, iTunes reviews. Uh, they are very important in getting more people listening to the podcast. Patreon.com, the absolute best way to help these three killer awesome podcasters keep doing what they do and uh and we sincerely appreciate all of our supporters all of our fans and uh and all of you listening right now so. and don't forget the uh opportunity to have a tim sway custom mashup reclaimed audio t-shirt check that out and we'd also like to say again thank you to joel mike and izzy for having us on their podcast oh wait that hasn't happened yet <laughs> thank you for having one third of us on your podcast the best. Well, I hope you third. can figure. I, I hope you can pronounce that that uh, name as it comes rolling to the ticker. Yeah, I'm really not very good with names, so uh, I'll have to figure oof. that out. Yeah, what a shame. Don't you have a Martian answer? Hey, what a great way to teach help our. Yeah, what a great way to lose <laughs> a Patreon supporter. <laughs> maybe I'll beep that out. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> Gentlemen, have yourself a great week. Bye, everybody. Be good. Or don't.